Hi, my name is Kevin McQuillan, and the following pre-recorded conversations are my attempt to make sense of the human experience through the practice of yoga. I hope you enjoy. All right, good morning. I'm going to shape this class. That's what's going to happen over the next several minutes. Up on the board. I pared it down to one board this morning. I can't believe it. It's been so long since I've used only one whiteboard. <laughs> Amazing. And the distinctions up there, well, there's two concepts to explore, and we'll explore these and move into practice. And these tie together. So the concepts, practicing pain, something we know very well. And plotting positivity. So those are the two concepts I'll explore with you this morning before we move into the practice. The practice is focused in on your quadriceps. And for a particular reason, what lives in the quadriceps are some experiences. Those are also up on the board. Right quadricep, fear of going forward with new ideas. So that can live in the right quadricep. And that fear can destabilize our relationship to this region of the body. Left side, fear of going forward with feelings. Left quadricep, Ooh, those damn feelings. Eee. How do I avoid those at all costs? That's how it can be sometimes. And fear has a unique way of, of course, destabilizing and limiting the access we have to our body. That's how it seems to me. And it can be that way how can I put this? My own relationship to my quadriceps is something like this. Many years ago, I noticed the only way that I could uh, engage my quadriceps was through fear. <laughs> I, hold a lot, I held a lot of worry and fear in my quadriceps, and I noticed that. And they were weak as a result. It took me many years to build a relationship to this part of my body, my quadriceps, in the absence of fear. It was very strange. I noticed when I was driving one day, I was so clenched and it's like my quadriceps and it's like, whoa, what is going on? And it was a really interesting and unique exploration into my physical body and to notice how fear was weakening particular parts of my body. And in the yoga practice, the quadriceps, our quadriceps can be neglected in some ways. And so this practice, the idea is to focus in on your quadriceps and to notice your relationship to them. Your key muscles and the ways in which we move in the world and they can be left <laughs> kind of behind, you could say, uh, and not supported in the ways in which they need to be supported. So that's the focus of this class. Practicing pain is one of the ways in which we can keep our body weak. And so there's three distinctions up there. I focus on what I don't want. So much so, I'm engulfed by negative emotions. That's how it can be. We can be focused so much on what we don't want. We don't really know what we do want. And that's easy. And that's quite common. And I mean, that plays out in various different ways. Of course, within family, within friends, within uh, career, within, within, within. We can have so much attention on what we don't want. We have no idea what we actually do want. And that focus creates pain because we perpetuate what we don't want moving forward. I flee and complain, I complain so regularly, I perpetuate states of despair, anxiety, depression, so on and so forth, because we have so much focus on what we don't want, which is associated with negative emotions. The very reason why we don't want them. 
My behaviors are such that I continue to find myself in familiar painful outcomes. Mm. And we're familiar, very familiar with pain. Absolutely. We have a tendency of making the same decisions over and over and over again. And especially around sensitive matters and difficult things in our lives. They have a way of sticking around because they're stuck within us. And in particular parts of our body, they're stuck. It's one of the unpackings I've been working on of late is my relationship to feeling unsafe and how that can lead me, lead me into feeling uh, pain yet again. And so there's a particular practice I've had is I have felt unsafe, so I've attempted to protect other people. And perhaps if I protect other people, they'll feel safe. And if they feel safe, maybe I can feel safe. What I've also come to learn is when I'm always the protector, who's protecting me? And in large part, it's been nobody. That's what I've noticed. And so I've, left, I've been left feeling alone, lonely, unsafe, as, as I've been attempting to protect other people. And so it's a strange realization. And that is certainly one of the ways in which we perpetuate pain. The very thing we don't want to experience, we attempt to guard other people from feeling to our own detriment. I had examples of this yesterday when I was speaking with my older sister. I had a two and a half hour conversation with my sister yesterday about um, matters such as this. <laughs> I'm attempting to break free of uh, protecting. And how that's been for me, I mean, for quite some time, is not wanting to influence people's relationships with other people. I really believe in you work your relationships out as you need to. And I have my own relationship. You can have your own relationship and these kinds of things. What I'm noticing is there's in this dynamic, specifically with my family, I've been protecting them about sharing certain elements of my past and certain relationships I've been in. And that's certainly been to my own detriment. And I found it curious. My sister said to me yesterday, I have felt like you have not wanted to talk about certain things, so I didn't ask. And it's like, that is absolutely true. <laughs> and it was true because in some ways I was protecting her or them from influence a particular kind of relationship, but I was also protecting myself. And what that created was a gap of instability and separation where I have not felt safe. All the while attempting to convince myself this is the best course of action when it has not been that. And she also said to me yesterday, it felt like I wasn't talking to my brother. Ugh. Which is painful to hear. But also good for me to hear. Because it showed me, allowed me to hear the persona I've been playing out 
the protector. And how that's useful at times, but overused, it's weakens. So the conversations I've been having of late are all designed to build a different approach within my relationships. Because I'm seeing in a new way uh, the commitment I've had to privacy and protection <laughs> does not work very well. Of course it does in some arenas, but in various different ways it does not work. And it's been painful. And I'm waking up to that in new ways. I've created pain for myself. I've created pain for other people. And it's taken, been taking a bit to break through that. Not just a bit, a lot, I'd say. Because <laughs> I'm systematically going through meaningful relationships and uh, attempting to unwind this experience. And so they can hear me anew which is good for me and it's gut-wrenching and nauseating <laughs> and tentative and in some ways an uncharted territory. So it's quite curious. And so what I'm noticing is that I'm plotting positivity, which is this other concept that I've been very curious about. And so when I use my vision, I'm supported by positive emotions. And so the vision, it's like, what's my vision around these relationships? What's my vision for my future? What's the vision I want for myself and people that I care about? And what's in that is a lot of positivity. Because I want good things. I want good things for people. I want good things for myself. And so it gives me direct access to the positivity that I sometimes can't practice on my own. Because being trapped in the past, there is no vision. Just practicing habits perpetuating pain. And so sometimes it's worthwhile pausing and taking a peek into the future and noticing what it is I actually want. When I feel positive, it's an indication that I'm making progress forward towards a valued goal. And like yesterday, I phoned my sister for a reason. I'm attempting to make progress forward within my family dynamic to make it better. And so that's the goal because my family matters to me. And it's like, I'd like to have a family. <laughs> and a particular kind of experience within family. And the indication yesterday is that I became closer to my sister and that was nice and she said as much which is also nice <laughs> and I've been close to her I'm not saying I've been distant or something like that but just in a new way and it was about it, it was a, a consequence of me speaking in ways I have not been speaking about things I don't necessarily want to talk about and it gave her a window into my life and specifically how I've been suffering in silence hmm <laughs> for way too long. And so I'm understanding this mm, 
there's an approach versus a final state that I appreciate, that there has to be a particular approach to life. And that's the value of intention, as an example. That if you think about intentions, you know, like courage or love or safety or these intentions, these grand concepts that we can come up with, it's an approach, it's not a final state. And I think that's a unique distinction to make. Like what's the final state in love? You just get to a place where just love is complete? <laughs> I don't think so. You know, it's like ever extending into affinity. And so it's not a final state and it's approach and it's an approach to life, it's approach to relationship. And I think that's what's unique about intentions and the value of setting intentions. There is no end point. It's an approach to relationship. It's an approach to life. It's a general approach to everything, to everything that we do, whether we want to or not. And that's what's so curious about intentions. Can I practice it when I want to? And even when I don't want to, ha, huh. which is horrible. <laughs> and that's what plays out on our mat. And that's what's so unique about being on the mat. Most likely you'll notice during your practice, there's certain poses you don't want to be in. <laughs> and having an experience that you don't necessarily want to be having. But can you withstand? And can you take your intention as an approach versus in a final state? Like this needs to end as quickly as possible so I can get back to feeling what I want to feel. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. <laughs> so there's no finality some ways to the ways in which we set our high value goals. It's an approach and an extension of self into life. And I think that's quite unique. And so I'm curious about a few things with you. How do you think you perpetuate pain in your life? It's a big question many ways in which we do that. Was there a particular negative emotion that you're used to that you have a tendency of perpetuating? Maybe it's that, an emotion you know so well. Anybody get a sense of that? Protector. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, being the protector. Okay, very good. Good. Anybody else? A role you play, an emotion you feel? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Loneliness. Very good. Thank you for that. That's a tricky one to navigate. Absolutely. <laughs> Anything for you? Hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. Thanks for saying that. Addicted to stress. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, there's a particular kind of energy attached to it that we can use to produce results. And that all of a sudden turns into the mechanism that we need that boost of energy to produce. And yeah, yeah, and it's dangerous for sure. You know, so the body just turns into a tool. It's an uncared for tool. Just do what you're told, then I'll discard you to call on you yet again. So very good, thanks for that. And so if you think about the other side of the equation and some value goal you have, what is that? And think about it as a, an approach, like some experience you want to have as often as you can have it, no matter where you are, the positivity attached to such a goal. And typically it's a feeling. You want to feel something. Oh, we're feelers. Like to feel things. <laughs> Anybody get a sense of that? What you are aiming at, what you want to feel more of, what is that goal? Anybody got something to say about that? Mm -hmm. Okay. In the arena of love. Okay. Yeah. Good for others. Good for you. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for that. Yeah. Yeah. Calm and quiet. That sounds nice. Have that every once in a while. <laughs> Very good. Thanks for saying it. Okay, so communication. Yeah. Okay, very good. Yeah, opens the door to many opportunities. Absolutely. It seems for me right now it's transparency. That's the thing that I'm appreciating right now. And I see that as an approach, how to be as transparent as possible, which is not so easy. <laughs> that is for sure. So very good. So we're all angling towards something. And it does seem to me that at times, certainly where we're challenged, we have more attention on what we don't want than what we actually do want. And this is the shift in some ways. And it has to be shifted through practice to focus in on what it is you want, this goal. And can you hold it? Even when you don't want to do such a thing, can you still persist and persevere? 
And so this practice is focused on your quadriceps. Oh, it'll be so intriguing. <laughs> so of course, take care of yourself. <laughs>